Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Town TV. This is Brian here with Paul and Kathleen. And today we're going to be covering The Boys. This is going to be season three, episode three. And as to be expected, the good times just keep on rolling. MM is back with The Boys. Sherry makes an appearance. And I'm pretty sure that is the craziest backstory that we've gotten so far in this show. Um, I, I think the third entry is just as good as the two that preceded it. Um, yeah. What are your guys' thoughts? If any of you binge townies out there have listened to our old uh, brackets, we had a TV show, and I think this was the drama bracket. I'm not going to spoil it, but the boys goes pretty far. So that was for a reason, because... Every episode is so good. Brian, you were talking about it before we started recording. It's like hard not to include every line because everything, there's almost no wasted screen time. Episode three, phenomenal. Homelander is like, I can't get enough of him. We said it since like season one, but still he's just all over the place and just, just never ceases to amaze now. And I am so excited for what possibilities there are for the end of this season the best part about this show is that you just feel like there's so many endless possibilities especially with all these backstories like the mallory backstory was so fucking good i was like this should have been the whole episode i would have like the black Mm -hmm. noir stuff i was like keep feeding me fuck me up so i'm ready to dive right in i loved it and i think we could just get into it hell yeah. yeah Paul, you said in the last recording that the Vault universe just has so much potential, and that's just going along with what you just said, Kathleen, Um, but I couldn't agree more. Uh, Yeah, like you said, why don't we just jump right into it? Because the first scene is a starlight flashback at her uh, Vault beauty pageant, like uh, Mm -hmm. Little Miss Hero, whatever, and she is dancing to some Britney Spears. Absolutely ridiculous, Um, but... I guess the story, the more important part of the story is just her mom forcing her to fight through some stomach pain to perform. And she was kind of doing this clenched fist thing, which comes back, of course, at the end of the episode. The Arthur meme, just the clenched fist down near his hip. Um, Kathleen, did she remind you, the mom remind you at all of the Mean Girls mom when they're doing uh, Jingle Bell Maybe Rock? Baller? Yeah, yeah, Amy Fuller's just sitting totally. there like dancing. She's like, you know, hit the make sure you slap your ass, girls. And like, that's exactly what this was. That's what it felt like. Is that like an over, over dramatization of what these moms are actually like? Or is that pretty representative? I've never watched one of the reality shows, but like, no, it's pretty, it's terrible. It's, it's pretty close. It's pretty these good. It's absurd. Kids, like, they're these adults are like putting so much pressure on these kids. And not to mention, like, Starlight's whole backstory is about like fucking Jesus, right? And then this Britney Spears is like Ruthie is so sexualized. It's like this poor girl. I texted the boys because I watched this episode last out of all of uh Brian and Paul. And I was like, her appendix is gonna burst on stage. <laughs> I was thinking way too hard into it, but I, I thought it was gonna be more of a thing where like her mom forced her to go on stage and then she like had an appendix burst or some shit. And then I was like, can Starlight even have an appendix burst? I don't even know. She can have <laughs> a stomach a great... ache. I guess yeah. she could have an appendix burst. I don't have know. we ever seen like a naturally sick soup? Like someone just with the sniffles? Uh, I so. All like, that comes to mind is Black Noir's peanut allergy. Oh, true that's, that. That's very human-esque. Yeah. I was getting the same thing, though, Kathleen. Like I, I definitely thought that was going to happen, but it was 
exactly what you just said. I don't know why I'm reiterating it. It's the mom pushing her. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was epic though. Like I I love these little sidebars they do and like they go so extra give this girl a little song and routine it's amazing like for that little actress that's dope good for her yeah she didn't even use her powers until like the very end but <laughs> yeah so anyway that'll uh flashback to present time and starlight sees ashley sprint across the holes very frantically uh with her tablet in hand whatever and where she's going we find out is to homelander suite and vault tower and first off homelander's just butt naked reveling at the speech that was at the end of uh episode two and this was just such a yeah i'm the fucking i i own everything this is this is my world you're all just living in it i'm I'm just going to hang out here to be honest. I was going to go ahead. You can go. My first uh, impression of this scene is I thought he was super depressed. He was naked. I was took the words because he was he was like, I like I'm not even going to get dressed because what's the point? Right. So he's just like sitting there re-listening to his speech. And he's like he's saying like he's keeps rewinding on that. You know, I hate being criticized for my power or something like that. And he's like he focuses on that. But and then Ashley gives him the good news and he's like, yes, what did you just say? And as she keeps giving him the numbers going <laughs> up, we also get his member going up and Ashley's just like staring at it. And he's, he's, he's like, dude, this has nothing to do with you. This is not your work. OK, so ignore it. it yeah, so- I, I thought the same. I think it's for sure like he was depressed. And I think that was really a def- like a deciding moment, like Ashley coming in and making his day. I think he was laying there being like, now I have to kill everybody. Now I have to fucking kill everybody because I fucked that up. And then it actually turned and he's got his mojo back. He's this episode. He's a little less crazy and just being more himself homelander versus there's three different homelanders right there's the one that's like put on this facade all the time there's the one that we see this season who's like tail between his legs and now we have now who this is the scariest homelander the one who doesn't give a fuck about anything and is just going to be himself to public which is petrifying something that i forgot to touch on last episode episode two um, as homelander is giving this speech we see Todd, which is Monique's husband, uh, Janine's oh, yes. stepfather, mm-hmm. and a, basically MM's enemy. And he is watching this in the living room, and he's like, "He's like, oh yeah, like I, I, I can get behind this." Like he's nodding his head, like licking his lips. Uh, that goes to show, Brian. We need to talk about. It seems like we need to talk about every line because this little scene, yeah. Was, sure. a, was a great little insight into how the rest of the world will react. And as we get Ashley saying, she's like, yeah, like they love that you're unapologetic and you're there being yourself. And when he heard that, he's like, be myself. Should I just, should I just be myself more often? Like, and they'll love me. So I, it was just unbelievable act, acting from Anthony star there. I mean, he's so good as Homelander. Yes. I want to rattle off the stats specifically because they're important. So he went up 21 points with his base, which means a 44% uptick with white males who say that, like you were saying, Paul, he's confident, unapologetic, and not afraid to be himself. Uh, He slipped seven points with urban area adults. So we know the demographic he's hitting, of course. Uh, But the key takeaway is that him and Starlight as a couple have a Q rating of 98% and nobody's ever been that high, not even Soldier Boy. 
That was awesome. Homelander was like 98%. Say that again. 98%. Uh, he was like, that's high. You know, I still didn't see the end coming when he kissed her. Or when, when I guess she kissed him, but when he said we're a couple, I still didn't see that coming, even though I just no. thought they meant like as co-captains, they rate as 98. I, I was still shocked by that. And I was like, I should have seen that coming. But yeah, yeah, and we'll get to it later, obviously. Yeah. So that's really all that scene had. The next scene, we do go to Butcher, who is in a bathroom getting sick, just reliving what he did to gunpowder. And he's just clearly wrestling with effects of the v24 at this point in time and that's going to be a recurring theme throughout the episode but like i said the vibes are good mm is back with the boys and we get our title sequence with nwa's express yourself which i love that song mm's got his nwa shirt on he's cleaning up the building and it's worth noting that's like a famous building in new york the Flatiron building Mm -hmm. it's just this triangular thing and i looked it up it's got like historical landmark status um it's a big deal yeah, in new york definitely yeah you've, you've probably seen a bunch of famous pictures of it without even realizing it ted mosby dude he, he he's taught me quite a bit <laughs> about it um but yeah we were talking about mm's amazing like 90s style like early 2000s style and again this comes back this episode it's so good um i loved the huey and mm reunion yes they walk in and they like the fuck are you doing what are you doing here like i thought i thought we were both clean so it's it's just perfect yeah that was great vibes you should have seen the other guy the other guy's my penis <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was good and because mm always looks out for huey like they all do they would not let butcher leave him behind in season two but you don't really see them like joking around so that was nice that felt like rare a rare <laughs> a peek into like just joking around because it's not at this moment in time i guess we've only ever seen them in hiding really i guess at this point they're in a little better status they probably hadn't seen each other in 12 months too so it's been a while for them yeah they went from the haitian king's basement now to the flat iron building because they were for the cia like what a difference the season makes that would be such a cool hideout too yeah definitely and I love the little interaction, just having Frenchie and MM back together, just like butting heads, but being completely opposite. And MM's like, dude, you guys are slobs. How are you doing? Like, like, like how are you this dirty? And Frenchie's like, oh, your, your mom didn't mind when I tongued her butthole. And then they just like laugh and hug. And it's it's amazing. And then Frenchie goes over to get a napkin from MM's desk and spills his donut all over everything. And Frenchie, like, with one of the few times you see Frenchie, like, actually scare for a second. <laughs> It's great, yeah, dude. I love the banter between the boys. It's it's just so good to have have the group whole again. Uh, but as the scene progresses, Butcher kind of starts giving him crap for spending the last year of his life working under Newman, who, of course, is a soup at this point. And he was like, ha ha ha. All jokes aside, we told her where Ryan is, which means Edgar knows. So we got to relocate him. Butcher says he's already taken care of it and that him and the boys have to pay Mallory a visit to which Frenchie immediately says, I think he gets a text and he says, no, no, no. Some personal stuff has come up. Huey offers to take his spot. What I'm trying to get us to is this ridiculous arm breaking scene that I yep. kind of forgot about because it was so early in the episode, but this was so ridiculous and how she does it instinctively on two, not three. <laughs> I loved this scene. 
Yes, that was really good. I was like proud of Huey, and so was Butcher. Like I felt how Butcher felt when he was like, "Well, okay then, Huey, what the yep. fuck? Like this is season three, Huey knows the drill. It's like break this fucking arm. That's pretty good." Yeah, that was um, that was perfect. I loved how Huey is smart enough to know. Yeah, I can't just fake sick. You know, she knows me better than that. I need like a concrete excuse, and breaking my arm is worth getting away from her for a few days. So I was just, like you guys were saying, so proud of Huey. But like, you had to know she was going to break it on too, right? <laughs> yeah. Brian, question. The way she did it, like snapping it down, is that a cleaner break than like acting like a stick and like kind of breaking it like that? I have no idea. I could not answer that question oh. with confidence. Come on, you're the doctor. But that to me looked a little excessive. <laughs> she like bent that thing all the way back. Yeah, it was nuts. I love Kimiko. She's great. She's for, phenomenal. For she's not so... speaking any words. She's so great. She's such a, she's one of my favorite bullies for sure. I saw her at, actress uh, speak on a promo like, hi, we're back. But she was like so bubbly and high pitched. I'm like, no way you you don't yeah. say anything honestly yeah. come on Kimiko Karen um, Fukuhara man she's awesome moving on though we go to the scene where Starlight is with the producers at Vought trying to pick out the next people to get into the seven and they're zeroing in on supersonic um and the producers are kind of like we have to decide is he going to be this guy chasing after his lifelong dream of the seven or are we going to sell him as this guy chasing an old flame i.e you and she's like you know i have a boyfriend right they're still trying to make it happen um and then so supersonic they've already zeroed in on but then they're having a discussion about who would fill the other role and it's between moon shadow and silver kincaid and they definitely wanted moon shadow for sure but starlight wants silver kincaid she has the highest safe stats unicef ambassador um but she's muslim so of course the american company does not want to make that person one of their heroes but starlight is at the point where she doesn't give a fuck and she starts to put her feet down and says, look, I negotiated to deal with Edgar. I have the final say, and you can take that up with Homelander. Yeah, I got Big Daddy Stan on my side, so you guys don't want to mess with me. Um, and even Ashley knew that. Ashley was like, dude, Homelander's never going to okay this, but as soon as Starlight plays the Stan card, it's like, all right, that pretty much trumps everything. And I just love Starlight's reactions to like the two guys that pitch everything, the ideas, they have the weirdest mindset because they have the line like, yeah, supersonic is a real panty dropper for girls 11 to 14. And Starlight's like, never say that. <laughs> never say that again. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, they're such like vaught brainwashed people yeah. like they have no idea how insane they sound. Yeah. seriously. Yeah, so that was a, a terrible look behind the veil of how vaught selects their heroes. But yeah, Paul. And we did get a quick line from them right here saying like, oh, like, I know you have a boyfriend, but love triangles like usually shoot up your rating. So that yeah. was like kind of one little hint that we got for like the big reveal at the end. Yeah. Moving on, we find out what Frenchie's text was. And it was a text from Sherry, who is a little bit frantic in the park. She's like, Serge, I, I messed up. I messed up. I went to work for little Nina and this is a character that we haven't heard about. We really don't know too much about Frenchie's past. And this is 
kind of giving us his backstory, but we find out that little Nina was like kind of the last butcher, kind of just his last boss. Um, and what did we find out that Sherry did? She she claims that she was moving drugs for little Nina and people robbed her delivery while she was moving the drugs. So now little Nina is blaming her for it. As soon as Sherry says little Nina, Frenchie like immediately freaks out. So, you know, she was a very dangerous person. And then he asks, how much did you lose? And I think she says 11 kilos or something like that. Huey's like, fuck. And he was like, it's all right. We're, we're just going to pay her back and we're going to beg. We're going to beg forgiveness. And sure, he's like, you can't even do that. Last guy that tried died. Like you saw what happened. So she seems like an incredibly powerful character. Yeah. In a world where like all the bad guys are soups, it's kind of cool to see like a true bad guy. Like little Nina is like an actual villain that doesn't mm-hmm. need super. I mean, we don't know if she has superpowers or not, but I would assume she doesn't. I just like that. That like Edgar, honestly, Edgar can have powers. I have no idea. Do you think Edgar has powers? We've talked about this season too. We are like, does he, is he hiding it? Yeah. Oh, like hiding your, making yourself seem weaker than you actually are is, is a really good strategy that I some mean, top tier people do. Like Leah from the wilds. I'm joking, but I mean, he raised uh, Newman to be that way. So it almost makes sense if Edgar, which fucking hell love that backstory with Edgar, like on site with Mallory, like CIA. Ooh, that was we'll hot. get to that. That yeah, was really we'll get, hot. We'll but, get there. But it makes sense, you know, like if he had powers and is just hiding that he has them and has them in his back pocket. That may be why he's not scared of fucking Homelander. He could be a soup. So I like that idea that he's a secret soup and raised Newman to be a secret soup. And is like there's power in people thinking you're ordinary and then being able to use it sneakily. So, I don't know. I was just thinking that maybe his trump card is Newman and that what you were asking earlier is that Newman can her power does work on Homelander. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, though. So that's really it for the Frenchie and Sherry scene. Uh, I guess other than that, Sherry asked to run away with him to Marseille and we could have or somewhere warm rather. Yeah, um, I think and he that was this. a great scene. I love Frenchie. That was the scene I texted the group when I said, Frenchie's so hot. What the fuck? I was just like watching him be like, he's like so tender with the people he loves. And I'm like, this guy is amazing. He's hot and he's oh, yeah. sensitive. And he cooks. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Dangerous side. Yeah. I think I think you're going to have to fight Kyle, though. I think Kyle might try to get yeah. Frenchy for himself. I'll, I'll do. I can I could deal with a thruple at that point. I'll call Kyle. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Starlight. <laughs> Damn, okay. <laughs> oh, well, Starlight. Kyle's the Kyle's out. <laughs> Starlight's on the table. Yeah. Oh, my God. But the reason I brought up what Sherry said, we can run again away together somewhere warm is because later Kimiko proposes, why are you still working for Butcher? Why don't me and you run away together to Marseille? And I have a feeling that the reason he couldn't commit to Sherry is because he knew he still had Kimiko. More so than the boys, he still had Kimiko to take care of. Um, And he seemed a lot more open to the idea of running away with Kimiko to Marseille than he would Sherry to someplace warm. Definitely. At this point, it kind of seems... 
I don't know about this Sherry character. She's been in it for three seasons now, but she's kind of just been a letdown for me. And she also blamed him for their old friend's death, too. I'm like, whatever about Sherry. I I liked her. I, I like that she was kind of ride or die for him when he needed, like when she's like, we're burnt, we're burnt. Like she calls True. him is like, we're burnt. If they got to me, they've got all your places run. I like that about her. I don't know that she's supposed to be like, I think she's supposed to be a thread of Frenchie's backstory. And that's probably all she's supposed to be. Yeah. 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 She's a very cool character. Uh, exactly what you said last time the fact that she can just hit the panic button and fucking disappear is so cool but you know she is a total uh you know wild card when it comes to things because you know we don't even know if she's telling the truth here you know spoiler at the later in the episode little nina tells uh frenchie that sherry actually stole it and she's now she's trying to flee so it's like yeah it's hard to tell where she stands yeah so Moving on, M.M., Butcher, Huey, and Kimiko just kind of arrive to see Mallory and Ryan, and Mallory sees M.M. get out of the car. She's like, you idiot, what are you doing here? I thought you got out, and he's like, ah, got pulled back in, and he reveals to Huey, Soldier Boy killed my family, that's why I'm here. Um, not too much else happens in that scene. Next Butcher, week, go back. And Butcher and Ryan running together, and M.M. and Huey, and everybody knew, like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, Did true, we- true, true. Yeah, <laughs> Butcher's, so short lived. Butcher, <laughs> Butcher can be a dad. That's so weird. Mm. Butcher's a great dad. I love when he's like feeding into it. That's my favorite Butcher. Yeah. Well, I have a lot of favorite Butchers. So let's do that. <laughs> Next do. scene is Starlight uh, and Supersonic. And Starlight just kind of pulls Supersonic aside and is just like, dude, you got to tell the producers you're out. You do not want this. Something is wrong with Homelander. Nobody knows how to rein him in. I've been threatened like three times today. You do not want this dude. And it's, it's good horrible. looking out from a good friend. It's so weird though. Cause his point is like, I've just dealt with so much, you know, racism, so much bullshit for the past. I don't know how many years trying to get into this evidence. You're trying to tell me now that it's like all the joke and, like I shouldn't, I should throw that all away. So yeah, he's in like a super weird spot. And uh, this kind of went back to our episode two discussion of him. Is he a good guy? Seems like it, right? I, yeah, by this episode, it seems like it. But I don't know. I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody's motives at all in this show. True. Everybody's yeah. too just scared of what Homelander will do. Yeah. So you guys are still skeptical of Supersonic? Yes. Yes. Correct. That's the safe side to be on on this show. Yeah. Skeptical. If we had a de- if we had a death pool going, I would have him on the death pool. I think he's going to be sacrificed to Homelander. Not sacrificed, wow. but I think he's not long for this world. That's a great idea. Should we should we have a death pool? Mid season death pool. Yeah. 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 Probably. Before after we watch four, episode we'll four. Do it. Yeah. Okay. After. In. Mm-hmm. I'm down. So, yeah, the Starlight and Supersonic scene. And then we have, I just want to rip through the A-Train plot. There's only two scenes. Uh, So A-Train's brother is waiting outside of the medical imaging center. Obviously, A-Train's getting treated for his heart. And his brother's like, how bad is it? What's the doctor saying? And he's like, it's 50-50. If I run again, my heart might explode or I might just be completely fine. They, They don't know what they're dealing with. 
And his brother asks him straight up, you on the V? He says, nah. And his brother responds perfectly. He's like, good. Let's just skip to the part where I forgive you. Come home. Let's see the nephews. Yeah. Uh, Really good, big bro. For sure. Agreed. I mean, I don't know that we asked this. How do you guys feel about A-Train? Did we talk about this? I I don't think we did. And that's actually a great question because he is such a like a gray person. You don't know if he's bad. He's been such a bad dickhole. But like now he's (laughs) becoming uh, he's becoming like almost powerless. So now he realizes all the wrong he's done. But I still think he would be bad if that meant he could like get his powers back. And stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, he was one of the characters that went way up for me on my rewatch. I'm kind of hoping for his redemption arc. One super speed is a really, really strong power. So he could be of great use to the boys if he ever flips sides. Um, but also I think the biggest thing I hold against him is one running through Robin, but that was so long ago. I think I just don't even care anymore. And that's what led Huey to the boys. So whatever, but to the whole pop claw stuff, how he had to um, essentially killer. fake her suicide, but killer. I have a lot more sympathy for that action because pop claw put him into a corner because of her own recklessness. Um, well, Yes, he was manipulative and a piece of shit, but like that actual action, he was in a corner. It was either Homelander finds out about this and goes scorched earth on both of us, or I, I give you, I do it yeah, this way. That's true. I and honestly, he gave I, her a better death than Homelander would have. Yeah. And that, I don't know. I just think he came out on a rewatch a lot better for me. And mm-hmm. I think it's because. After she died, you could tell that he wasn't emotionally manipulative in the sense of keeping the relationship going. He actually had strong feelings for her and loved her. Yes, that is true. But they said in season one that Stillwell gave the go ahead for the A-Train pop call uh, relationship. And he still chose not to, which was really interesting and which kind of caused the sequence of events for her to get fucked up on V compound V fuck that guy's face into oblivion. And then all these things happen. And, but like, I mean, I would right say, from the Robin of it all, you can't, you can't forgive him. He, it wasn't, yeah. it was less of the Robin and more of like, he didn't even recognize Huey, not like a week later. Also a train single-handedly took down Stormfront. He gave yes. them the folder with the Nazi proof. Mm. That's a big yeah. plus for my guy. I would say that's the only time I liked him in the entire series so far. That was a whole the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And he but again, self-serving because he's like, the only way I'm back in is she's out. So (laughs) self-serving. But Stormfront's the worst of the worst. So I I don't blame him for that. That's an okay move. But anyway, it just it just occurred to me that at the end of this episode, both Deep and A-Train have successfully made it back into the seven. Yep. <laughs> the the deep stuff had me like mouth agape. I was like, yeah. this cannot be true. All the scenes. I was like, bring them on. Oh, I we'll fucking get to love deep. this. This is good. That's okay. So funny because we talked about that episode one of this season. It's like you were saying, you know, he's not my favorite storyline because right. it's not super yep. plot heavy, but like it is so funny now. It is. It is. 
Anyway, let, okay, let's get, yeah. yeah let's get wrapping it. up this A train <laughs> plot, he goes back to his brother's place. The nephews are like ragging on how corny his outfit is. Um, and then his brother comes to him with a YouTube video of just clear, dead on soup brutality, let's call it, of a local soup who just curb stomped one of the friendly neighborhood guys, has a family kid, and he's just like, Hey man, I know you're not physically where you at, where you used to be at, but you still have a platform and you could essentially form positive change. And he's like, do that. That's that's where your people need you. And he says, yo, I'm Michael Jordan, not Malcolm X. Like everybody loves the A train, right? Oh, yeah, God. it's uh, it was funny because his brother was saying, I feel so much better teaching these young kids. I assume track. He's coaching them in track. Uh, he feels so much better coaching than he ever did at thought is one of his lines. So that kind of raised the question did he work at vaught as like a train's agent or something or was he does he have super speed too and he not nearly as fast as a train when he was in uh vaught he was working in vaught for a little bit i took it as he got a cushy job at vaught being a train's yeah. trainer or something okay. like that i thought as well i just didn't know i because it seems like we're definitely going to see him again this season we've seen him before oh, yeah seems to be pretty reoccurring so um, I didn't know if him having powers was ever going to come back into play. Yeah. I like that they keep the small characters steady and bring them back, even if they only are Definitely. In one, two, three scenes per season. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good stuff. Going back to the other plot line, uh, Ryan, uh, the Ryan and Kimiko scene is so good where she's just using her phone to respond to him, but he's like genuinely asking her, hey, like, I heard you have powers too. Do you sometimes get scared because I get overwhelmed by mine? And, you know, she's the perfect person for him to be asking because she relates to him and she's like, I I hate my powers. Some, you know, I wish I never had them at all. And they both have this like childlike innocence to them that kind of makes the whole conversation work for me. They're playing the Connect Four. I love how they keep reusing the Connect Four that Butcher bought them. This was a great two minute scene for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You nailed it. I mean, they're both it was such a heartfelt, honest conversation between the two. Um, and they seem to just relate on some level. And it was uh, it was touching. Yeah, you know, an adult, someone who had a childhood and is and grew up to be an adult, as we said last episode, Kimiko was like robbed of that. And another adult may have comforted Ryan in a way being like, it's going to be okay. You'll be you'll figure out how to love him, blah, blah, blah. But Kimiko was like, fuck this right with him. You know what I mean? Like someone might try to make him feel better, but I liked that she didn't because I don't think that that would be that would track with like how she grew up, how she was raised. I think that that was great. And you're right. They do have kind of like childlike. Whatever about them. It was was sweet. I was like, oh, God. it's weird because the social standard seems to be like kind of not lie to kids, but don't necessarily tell them the truth, you know, sugarcoat it for them. Yes. But Kimiko never learned that. She's just like yeah. tell, saying it like it is like I fucking mm-hmm. hate my powers. Yep. So, so that's happening out back inside the house. Uh, Huey, M.M., Butcher are talking to Mallory and they break the news that Newman is the head popper right when we get in the room. She's like, I'm so pissed. She played me. I helped her become head of the uh, FBSA like Mallory was fooled, too. And she's just pissed that she was able to be duped. Um, and she's like, all right, what's the plan to take her out? I'm, I'm done with this chick. And but, 
Uh, Butcher immediately turns the subject. He's like, yeah, there's going to be a plan for that, but not until you tell us about your dirt. Mm-hmm. Tell us about Nicaragua. Tell us yeah. about Soldier Boy. And she tries to deflect and deny. Yeah. But Butcher in classic <laughs> Butcher fashion says, I got this ledger of all of your old. It was like the people in her camp or something. Caught like undercover informants, agents. And oh, she- it's I have it here. It's her assets around the world. So yeah. just her little birds, if you will. Yeah. Um, You're really going to kill all those innocent people. And he responds with, I'm embarrassed for both of us that we even had to ask. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, obviously, I'm going to. He's such an ass. He really is. Yeah. yeah. I loved Grace, too. She was like, Nicaragua. I've never been in Nicaragua. But she's like, OK, we're, we're going to play that straight to the point. Yeah. And, you know, she finally has to crack. She's not going to kill all those people. And she says it was part of Operation Charlie, Reagan's pet project off the books, uh, help the Contraire rebels uh, fight the Russian backed Santanistas. Uh, but they needed a way to pay for it. Go to our flashback. And a young Mallory is walking through a little drug running site um, and they get the cash from selling Coke or trafficking coke into america this whole time we know mm has a history with soldier boy uh, and as soon as butcher kind of confronts grace about this and then gets up and he's like visibly upset he knows all about operation charlie he he dug up that dirt so he is saying like oh were you were you part of the, the second half of that plan and grace is like Oh, fuck, you know about that, too. And she goes on to explain that they were explicitly told to sell the drugs to distribute the drugs. Yeah, go for it. The unwritten policy was to sell cocaine strictly to minority neighborhoods, destabilize, demoralize while staying out of white ones. Yeah, that's where MM. I mean, MM grew up in Harlem. So he's like this is all your fault like you can try to act like you're just doing your job but you were part of the problem i mean it's crazy because um the coke boxes the wooden boxes had like a black noir label on it like they were spray painting something black noir it's just crazy i'm like why are you the head of this man like what the fuck is going on (laughs) this sucks i Never mind. I will get into Black Noir later. I love it. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Uh, so the year is 1984. And she said in that year, you know, we were preparing for a major offensive against the Russians. So the higher ups wanted to shake things up. And we get this montage. Rocky like a hurricane is playing in the background. And we get old school payback in the 80s in all their glory. We got Crimson Countress, Mindstorm, Swatter, the TNT Twins, Black Noir, Gunpowder, and Soldier Boy. And right off the bat, Soldier Boy just starts flirting with Mallory. It's uh, this is our first look at payback. What do we think? He's like, oh, they're all idiots. They're all like, oh, let's have fun. You know, absolutely no mind for a caution whatsoever they're literally in a war like in enemy territory sounds like and you know we got soldier boy trying to shoot a bazooka up in the air because he wants to see a cool explosion um and then we got the wasp is that what his name um swatter swatter just flying uh up in the air just to show off for all the all the soldiers I, and yeah rock you like a hurricane playing in the back which is perfect it's like yeah america yeah. So funny. Young Mallory 
aka Captain Lesbo, is, be- is beautiful. Dude, she's awesome. <laughs> That's a Texas size 10 4 right there. And a Kathleen. bad bitch. And a bad she, bitch. Yeah. That actress did a great job of portraying yes. a young Grace Mallory from just observing a few of you know episodes where Grace is actually in it. Well, young Grace Mallory's actress did a phenomenal job, <laughs> but so did young Stan Edgar's actor. Yep. Who Amazing. He got the, the next person to walk in. And I we were getting young Grace Mallory, the payback backstory. I was not expecting a young Stan Edgar to walk onto the scene. And uh, this dude, his name's Stanford Edgar. Yes. Did you guys catch that? That's how um, he introduced himself. Yeah, I'm Stanford Edgar. I'm an associate with Bought America. So good, man. He that actor got his cadence down perfectly the way that Stan Edgar, mm-hmm. we were talking about it last episode. Um, and it was always like kind of like the same tone, but like he would have a weird cadence. And just him talking to Black Noir, we'll get to it. He stays the same character, it seems like. He's mm-hmm. all about Vaught and the numbers and the people. Yep, absolutely. I was just going to say that. He didn't even have to say his name. That was two words yeah. in. I was like, yep. "Yo, yes, let's fucking Definitely. go." That was hype. That was really hype. Yeah, he did the job, and in very Stan Edgar fashion, he like goes directly to Mallory. I'm sure this is di- disorienting, and he explains the U.S. government has entered a partnership with Vought. Uh, to uh, fight the global threat of communism. And he says, think of it as a trial run. And she's like, trial run for what? He's like, soups in the military, of course. And the interesting thing is that he said it would be for the first time in 30 years, which leads me to believe that go back 30 years from this to the 50s. Oh, wait, that would have been original soldier boy in World War II, I guess. That's what I figured. Okay. Yeah, I just put that together. But that is him, right? There's there was two soldier boys. No, he probably think... lives forever. Oh, OK, OK. That's what I thought. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Cool. So Swatter flies above the tree line. Mallory tells him to get down. He's an idiot. Um, and then kind of a different scene. Mallory just is walking through the camp. And this is where she passes Noir and Edgar. And Paul, I, I know you love Noir, so I'm going to let you take this Noir scene. Um. Yeah, this is this is his origin. In, insane, right? Because not only do we see his face, he's talking. He's an actual person. He has a personality. Um, he's talking to Stan about it. he wants to get rid of the mask, man. He he wants to you know show his face. Um, and he even brings up he he's like, yo, I want people to know that like I'm a I'm a black superhero. And Stan Eggers like, well, that would fuck up your numbers with the, this majority and, and all this other stuff. Um, so that's what i was saying about stan he's still yeah. the same thing but black noir um says you know i'm done with the mask and stan is like okay yeah yeah let's see let's see what happens when you if you do that it's not going to work out well um yeah. and i'm sorry yeah he threatens to send him to saint cloud uh i thought it was funny that he wants to be the next eddie murphy so he was trying to sell it as i could be like a comedy soup or something like that like he has a a funny personality you know he's like a bubbly guy is that what he was saying i thought what he said i took it as like people like eddie murphy and he's black why can't i be oh i thought okay yeah yeah. i think i think like the the older generation was so bigoted that uh like eddie murphy was like you know one yeah uh, black person that like everybody enjoyed or something like that so he's like you know i could get it's insane um it's like 
laughable it's it's the worst and it's even worse coming from stan right because it would be so stupid coming from a white guy right but stan doing it and stan's just like that's the way the cookie crumbles baby that's where the money is if he invites him to to do it yeah no no worries don't wear the don't wear the helmet but you're going to wherever and you're going to want to wear the helmet because it's going to fucking suck there. You know what I mean? So like, he's like, all right, you make your decision, but I'm telling you right now, this or that. And then as we know, his decision was made for him. So I don't know why they didn't use Nate Mitchell, the actual actor that plays black noir. It made no sense to me. I I didn't know if you guys know this, but like he, Um. he was going around like the press tours and everything like that. Um, he plays Black Noir with the mask on and yeah. everything all since season one. So mm. I, I was like, why did they replace him? That was, was he not going to give him lines because Black Noir never talked or something? I didn't even notice they used a different person. I I did, but I just figured it was one of those like young and old things. But you're right. If he's still like maybe in that 30 years, he did change a little bit, kind of like. Homelander, I feel like you kind of like peak or something. I don't know. It's okay. the same conversation we had last episode where we're like, where's the old soups? Do they age slower? Do they age at all? Or is it different per soup? It's all crazy. I figured it was an age thing because, yeah, I don't know. Also, yeah. just saying, last season when Maeve like shoves the Almond Joy in his mouth or whatever season that was, whenever his face shows, I thought that happened in that scene. I didn't actually realize it's an old burn. Like, I didn't realize it's from this this flashback. Why yeah. his face is all fucked up. For some reason, I thought Maeve did it or whatever when they were fighting. Mm. I gotcha. Oh, I never thought that. I, I always thought it was a previous explosion. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I don't know why. I thought, I don't know. I, I feel like from the comic, I must have known that. But I don't, well, I don't know. It, it's weird because in season two, we saw Black Noir basically explode right and then he was in that house with butcher um and the, and the boys and he literally had a bond to his face and we kind of watched it grow back so we're we're looking at him messed up like having the permanent scars and, and like i'm thinking like why why does he have that like why didn't he heal but that goes to the weapon that yes. was used to kill soldier boy yes yes, have- yes 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 and a bit, he must have gotten like collateral damage or something, and that permanently scars him. Full on agree. Got it. Okay. This all this is good. This is why we have the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Talk yeah, it, it out. <laughs> um, and actually, going back, Paul, you said uh, not wearing the mask would mess with his demographics. Edgar straight up told him it's 1984. Having a black person in the seven is a non-starter south of the Mason-Dixon line. So he said that that's Vought's stance, a black superhero. America's not ready for it yet. And I wanted to bring it up because this show does do a good job of realistically portraying racism. Yep. Oh, and yeah. as a podcaster, it can be hard to talk about like the earlier scene with Silver Kincaid just because they portray it as fucked up, which in reality it is. Yeah, they yeah, they do a good job of making you go, what the fuck? This is really yeah. fucked up. Yeah, they don't shy yeah. away from anything, which is great. And if you're not saying what the fuck, that's fucked up. That's reevaluate. Fucked up. Stop, listen, stop listening to our podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, last part of that scene to wrap up this 
small fragment of the flashback. Soldier Boy again starts flirting with Mallory and Mallory chirps back at him and says, I know you think that line works, but that's just because every woman you've ever met is either scared or just wants you to go away. Nobody actually likes you. And this is reminiscent of how fragile Homelander's ego is, because when she said nobody actually likes you, that hit him kind of like how it hits Homelander when that realization sets in. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. He like uh he retorts back. Like he was being nice mm-hmm. up to that point, but now he's like, oh, maybe if you were nicer, you wouldn't be alone or something like that. Captain Lesbo. Captain Lesbo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so he's a dick. <laughs> I I was cracking up at this line because when he says, like, oh, you should smile more when as Grace walks by, that was his big mm-hmm. pickup line. Somebody said that to Emily the other day, walking into Wawa, and she goes, Fuck off, grandpa. And I was like, dude, you were literally Grace Mallory. Like, you could have played Grace Mallory. Yeah. The the new thing on TikTok is if somebody like cat calls you or something on the street, you just go, you and say you have like headphones and you go, oh, no, sorry, I don't have any change. And keep walking <laughs> by, like, just like completely act nice. like they're asking you for money or something stupid. Yeah, that's the move. And yeah. Grace, Grace is like, dude, that line doesn't work. That's yeah. stupid. You're stupid. Absolutely. Yeah, that's high praise for Emily, who is currently watching the boys, you said, right? Yeah, she's about Very to finish up episode one. Yeah. yeah. She just texted me during the, the dick scratching the inside scratching of the inside <laughs> of the dick scene. Um, she was like, What am I watching? So she was loving it. Yeah. So going back to the show, Butcher cuts the flashback short, says, Oh, I gotta use the bathroom, whatever, which will take us to the next scene, back to Vaught Tower, and this is the Homelander Starlight scene. Homelander goes in and confronts her about her appointment of Silver Kincaid, and he's like, I got a counter offer for you. What if instead of Silver Kincaid, we brought back the deep? And oh. she's like, what in the world makes you think this would ever fly like what are you thinking dude i loved her line because i thought she was going to crack and be like okay but i love the line Mm -hmm. where she's like what makes you think that i want a constant reminder every day that i got mouth raped yeah it's like yeah come on (laughs) like homelanders even like rolls his eyes he's like oh come on that was a long time ago dean's chain or the deepest change um and how about that awful interaction with cassandra i want to be sisters i was like dude get out of here she is hysterical (laughs) she has me cracking up when she sends him the text later on (laughs) yeah she's she's a good character don't get me wrong yeah (laughs) two things again the boys not shying away from anything like calling it a mouth rape is like way more intense and makes the viewer go like, yeah, what the fuck? They're not shying away. It's like, that like really hits you. And then two, what's her name? Cassandra? Cassandra? Yeah. Yes. She like, I don't know why I expected her to just kind of be a throwaway character because she did come from the church. She was handpicked. So it makes sense that she's kind of like ruthless trying to get like into Vaught and like yeah. they're all at the church for a certain reason. I she's, I was like shocked by how good she was. She's definitely playing the game and she's like te- almost teaching deep what he needs to do to play the game. Like, you know, they get into the scene where she's like, oh, you have all these meetings tomorrow. You're going to do this. You will go up stats here with these demographics. So she definitely seems like she could be like she has high hopes for something. She's trying to infiltrate. So yep. Starlight wants Silver Kincaid. Homelander wants the deep. 
pretty opposite sides of the spectrum there. So a compromise needs to be reached. And Starlight's like, can we have the room? Just me and Homelander. And what a scene this is. I love this scene. Homelander says straight up, I'm not allowing a Muslim into the group, period. Starlight says, well, what if I went to Edgar? I negotiated this contract that lets me do it. And he's like, nah, Edgar will not go against my recent popularity. He's not dying on that hill. Like I have the leverage there. And she brings up the airplane video. And this is where we finally get the straight up response from Homelander that I think we were all waiting for to come where he's like, do it. See what happens. It's very reminiscent of the earlier scene where he's like telling the girl to just jump and just do it to me for some reason uh he's like i don't care anymore you know what i don't give a shit just just fucking do it um and he says like you know first like i'll you know i'll burn me to just read the whole i know you you know i got it it. (laughs) okay let's do it let's light this candle sure i'll lose everything but then i'll have nothing to lose First, I'll take out the neurocenters, White House, Pentagon, then critical infrastructure, cell phone, internet. Then I'll just wipe New York off the map for fun. I'll throw in Des Moines and that little hick town that Maeve is from. He says it worse. I couldn't type curses because I was doing this on my work laptop. Uh, (laughs) uh, But then he says, I'd prefer to be loved. But if you take that away from me, well, being feared is a one okie dokie by me. So go ahead, partner do it no his don't want to do it (laughs) then i would say that you have absolutely no fucking leverage because i am the homelander and i really can do whatever the fuck i want the homelander that was such a good line i am the homelander can i do whatever the fuck i want i feel like that is quintessential the homelander from the boys like the actual comic phenomenal insane acting his fake smiles i mean we talk about it every time the way he's able to passive aggressively smile at her he's like do it fucking ruin my life yep and he's like it's incredible he's he's insane the actor i keep going back and forth like from scene to scene <laughs> uh is it homelander is my favorite acting performance is it stan edgar or is it butcher i just think the three of them are absolute scene stealers and it like usually a show will have one of those kind of guys. This show has like three or five. I just love them all so much. But yeah, that's uh, that was him finally explicitly saying, if you push me too far, this is what's going to happen. You know it. Do you want to be the person that pushes me over the line? And she doesn't. Yeah. yeah and we could probably before we get to the amazing deep scene, we could probably skip to Huey and Starlight call just because it kind of like directly goes after like one another. Huey just had mm-hmm. this conversation with Mallory and them. Uh, Starlight just had this interaction and Huey's just kind of like, you have to stick in it. You have to like hang in there. We have a lead on something that may be able to kill Homelander. And she's like, but when like you really think I, I'm just like, I, I have to just like suck it up when he, like, he could, yeah, like, and she, he, that's just like a tough call. She's like, She's down to do it, but it sucks. It big yeah. time sucks. And Huey, I mean, Huey was saying, like, you'd see his facial expression. He even said, like, I want to tell you to, yeah, leave, fucking come home. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, we can get rid of Homelander. So yeah. I need you to do this. 
if they have a like everybody knows what the stakes are an opportunity like that doesn't come along very often so he's he's really not asking her he's like you have to mm-hmm. if you're a part of this you you have to just stick it out um yeah. and it sucks for starlight horrible position but that's what it takes to be one of the boys is starlight boys. like an unofficial one of the boys absolutely like last season last season yeah, okay. definitely she definitely is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. She was she was sneaking them uh, Huey information. I mean, she doesn't really have a relationship with the other boys. So I feel like that's the only thing keeping her out of like her and Kimiko she, hugged at one point. No, she last season she, she saved had, uh, MM. She was the one that saved MM Frenchie and Kimiko when they were caught. Yeah, in season now, one. They, they fucked yeah, with her. Yeah, well, I feel like Butcher and her even had their kind of. Patching up, moment. they did. Mm, yeah. mm, did. He was like, "Are you fucking dry wiping right now?" That was that amazing <laughs> line with the yes. wet wipes. Perfect. That That's they cool. had a they had a bonding moment. Um, and honestly, something that I just remembered when Frenchie took out her tracker is was that ever going to come back? For so Vought? true. Like, is Vought's like, "Oh, your tracker's gone." By the way, that's a little sketch. And they're yeah. just like cool with it. I wonder if they use it to their advantage. Like she holds it in her purse during the day, but whenever she doesn't want them to know, like she leaves it at her house. I think the writers just are going to steal that whenever they get that answer at battles now, because that was a beautiful answer. Yeah, it really was. Thank you. Thank you. Paul, I know you liked my, my other theory that I texted you, but we'll get to that theory when we get to that theory. I'm so in. Uh, Kathleen, why don't you just walk us through this deep scene? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so Cassandra and Deep, when they get kind of shuffled out of the room with Homelander and Starlight, they start automatically hooking up. She's like, I, I think at this part, she may be, or maybe this was in the last scene, she's kind of going over uh, his schedule again. I think Paul mentioned that, yeah. but I love that she's like, you have that panel with Rose McGowan and Alyssa Milano. Um, it's going <laughs> to co- cover your ass in case like that bitch starlight. Like she's immediately yeah. like, fuck this girl. She's she's a snake. And I love that about her. You know what I mean? And deep needs someone to just control every move, you know. But anyway, yeah. then they start hooking up and his room I wonder if this was always his room, but it's so cool. First of all, it's an aquarium. It's this huge, like circular, fucking amazing bed. And they start having sex and he's just looking dead at this octopus. He, at at what's his name? Tommy? Timothy. Timothy. Confirmed that yes. um, home or not Homelander deep is bisexual. Oh, yeah. Or I at least so. like into animals. <laughs> I yeah, mean, I guess we kind of knew that from the dolphin. Yeah, he is all it's, over the place. He's a little free. That falls under that falls under the plus an LGBTQ plus, right? <laughs> Must. Absolutely. But I loved when that it was a boy. I was like, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs> Fucking Timothy. We'll get there. But anyway, I mean, he's just dirty talking while he's having sex with his wife and staring right at this octopus. And they're obviously having dirty talk back and forth. But touch me with all your arms, all your arms, (laughs) all of them. (laughs) You're you're so wet right now. It's all you, baby. It's all you. (laughs) What are you going to You like that? What are you going to (laughs) do when Chase is reading these scripts? He's got to be like, you motherfuckers. Are you kidding me? (laughs) You're like, what are you going to do? Jerk me off with all your arms. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's also oh. that's so funny. That's such a funny line. Like besides the arm thing, it's like you're already having sex with someone. It's like, what are you going to jerk me off? 
<laughs> so yeah. good. That that's um, better to him than what he's actually going on. And that, I love yes. the classic, you know, what was it about like 30, 38 seconds, 45 seconds total. And then he finishes. And then Cassandra gets gives him a little yeah. pat on the back, like, good for classic. you. Yeah. Good for you. Very she classic. knows the deal. She's been there before. Epic so scene. Epic scene. So the next scene is going to be uh, Frenchie getting kidnapped by Nina's goons. And he has a great one liner. Hello, Evgeny. Does your wife still enjoy getting her salad tossed, but her husband not doing any salad tossing? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was like Amazing. salad tossed by a Frenchman. <laughs> salad tossed by a Frenchman. Excuse me. Um, and let's just rip through this Frenchie storyline. So Nina's goons take him um, and then bring him to like Nina's deli operation. Nina ties him up. They just get a one on one. And Nina is the alpha dog. Obviously, there's some history there, um, some romantic history there. I don't really know what to make of Nina, honestly. It's it's crazy because she dropped some some hard lines like you were the most ruthless Back in the day, like if somebody needed to be killed, like you would kill him, no questions asked. And she literally had him by the balls more than once. She was yeah. like doing what the charity did in like season one. She was literally grabbing him and saying, like, hey, tell me the truth. I mean, obviously we know she's gonna come back, but I'm like starting to think she might be like a multi-season threat. Like this might be a background character that has a lot of power. Well, I mean, end of this episode, you know. Yeah. The story she tells about Frenchie, like using the car door to over and over again until yeah. the, the person was decapitated is pretty brutal. Yeah. And then his wife was in the passenger seat. So he's like, all right, got to kill her, too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. He was brutal. And she calls him Sergey. And he's like, it's Serge. That mm-hmm. was big. She also used a dog leash and a strap on with him. Hell, yeah. What yeah. was your safe word? Um I don't yeah, remember. and actually, that was an actor from a new, notoriously effed up movie with like a 10 minute rape scene. So it was very bizarre that he chose that. At Well, it was pretty on brand that he chose that actor, I should say. Uh, but sh- this little Nina definitely seems to know Frenchie at a pretty personal intimate level she understands the dynamic that he craves you're like a dog who's only loyal to whoever holds the string uh before it was me or before it was butcher it was me before me it was your father so like you always gravitate towards this alpha male person and you need that uh and i'm pretty happy that it's butcher nowadays because this little nina i don't know yeah agreed but we end it with unless you want the U.S. government up your ass, blah, blah, blah. Cut this, cut this, cut this. So next scene we have is, oh, my gosh, it's the wait. No, 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 no. Okay, we're going to go back to the flashback again. So Butcher, he's all done in the bathroom. Well, actually, he's still in the bathroom. His eyes are glowing now, and he's just he, he can't kick the v24 symptoms. Ryan's knocking on the door. Do you need help, et cetera, et cetera. But whatever, he's good. Um, so he returns to hear the rest of Mallory's backstory and we return to the backstory under fire fly swatter or just water gave away their position and the Santanisa and the Russians are here firing at their camp and the soups are being the opposite of help. 
Crimson Countress is just like blowing up her uh, Mallory's men. Gunpowder is just a maniac on the machine gun. Uh, Swatter gets himself blown up in the air after trying to run away after starting the entire battle. It's Love that. It, they suck. They're horrible. They do suck. Yeah. Big time suck. Yeah. And, and you see Grace like freaking out because we saw quickly, you know, she was really close with her men. You know, she was strict. She was harsh, but like she actually cared about her guys. The one guy with the hat, she was saying like, you know, the Mets and the Yankees or whatever. Um, so he was like the first one to get blown up. And then we saw Crimson Countess like blow up some other people. She's like, like, what are you? Are you just like not aiming? Are you just first person you see walk by? Uh, and she goes on to say, you know, this was the beginning of me realizing that I need to take these fucking people down. Yeah. And that is exactly what Mallory said to Edgar. Like they are not soldiers. It's going to be a catastrophe. If you just put these glorified actors on in a war zone, like they're not going to know how to handle themselves. And sure enough, they didn't, uh, the scene progresses and, uh, Mallory's basically, running around trying to find safety she's watching she she shoots a couple people like she's she helps out a uh, soldier boy she sees black noir fighting big time um helping and then, stan edgar get away to noir he, correct and then the the uh, gunpowder is just like shooting up a storm so she um ends up finding like refuge near this building but then an explosion happens and she's kind of beat for a while she's just like out like a light for maybe i don't know how long but by the time she wakes up every every human at least is dead the only people left are the idiot soups really um except for fucking swatter who was absolutely obliterated in midair um but and then she finds black noir which is he is jacked yep. up messed up, he, up. Sound, yeah, he sounds like he could barely breathe and am i remembering this wrong? was one of the tnt like siblings or couples, like they were like trying to bring back the other one, or maybe resuscitate. Maybe it they were looked injured. like that. Yeah, yeah, one of them was on the ground. I'm not sure though. I don't know how much but, the TNT twins matter. Yeah, they're, they're old news. Um, <laughs> no. But then Crimson Countess comes in and she's like, he's dead. Grace is like, who? Soldier Boy? No, it's fucking impossible. He's like, no, like they had some type of weapon, they got him, and look. There they go with his body right now. We see a helicopter take off. I think Sketch it's so, City, dude. Sketch I think it's City. So we didn't weird. See it. Nobody like knows what the weapon is. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, she was, was like, it's a helicopter. gun or something. Yeah. That's why she seems to know, like know the answers. Like, that's why her running away from Frenchie and Kimiko probably caused is gonna cause a lot of issues because it'll be a lot harder to get her now. Yeah. Agreed. So I'm sorry, Kathleen, you think Edgar was on that helicopter, not the Russians? I do. And maybe both, maybe all, maybe Edgar had like a, I don't know. I think that Edgar got away. Where'd he go? If you know what I mean? I just think that Edgar knew what he had in Soldier Boy. And if, if our theories are correct, that Edgar has Soldier Boy, like Paul said, um, in some sort of like cryogenic something yeah you know what i mean he's got to be involved unless he's like later got involved and got him back i don't know i just thought maybe they evacuated with him so i'm gonna say my theory that i texted to paul and 
the whole thing with Soldier Boy is he's supposed to be a reflection of Captain America. Like they're supposed to be very similar characters. I was thinking that maybe the Russians did indeed incapacitate him, take his body back to Russia. Maybe they healed him, whatever, and kept him in a cryogenic space. But it's going to be like a winter soldier sort of uh, situation where they make him this like undercover sleeper agent as soldier boy and just activate him whenever they need him. That would prompt World War Three, which would be the perfect reason to sell uh, for Vought to sell V24 to both the Russians and the U.S. Great plan. Did you imagine? That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I was all for it. I'm like, that's a great plan. You know, getting soldier boy back in there but having a superhero as a sleeper agent is like best case scenario for them like that's the most powerful weapon in in the world so i'm all for it um obviously we believe as of right now that soldier boy's body is in russia so checks out yeah, so snap back to reality and Mallory's talking to the boys in the living room and butcher's asking all right Mallory where's the weapon and she's like hey i i tried to pursue it as far as i could but the trail went cold behind the iron curtain there's like only so far my resources can take us and mm's like yeah you like i get why you kept this a secret but you knew that soldier boy killed my family you didn't think i deserved this closure on his story and she's got no answers for him mm got pretty dicked over in this flashback actually totally yeah i mean Butcher buried the lead getting there. Mallory buried the lead for 30 plus years. You know, um, this is where Butcher is like, you mean to tell me that you've known that there is at least some sort of weapon that could kill Homelander for all these years? Like, because you we know when we meet Butcher, it's been eight years since Becca went missing. That's a lot of time that he could have spent trying to find this weapon. He's he goes through a list, but ultimately he's like, bet my Becca. Like, I will never forgive you. Like, there's a list of people who could have been saved or what couldn't have happened. And then he gets to Becca. Of course, it all comes back to Becca. And he is fucking furious. He's absolutely devastated, enraged, sad boy, which he then takes on Orion, which pisses me off. Yeah, but Mallory also provokes him and says, no, it wasn't ever about Becca and Ryan. It was all just to fuel your own revenge. It was selfish. Like, you're no better than your dad, which is such bullshit because just episode one, I think it was, she was just like, just the fact that you care for Ryan in any capacity makes you better than your dad ever was. Yeah, so she just annoying. like, just because I think she was disgusted with being confronted with her past, she like projected that on Butcher and Butcher was like finally doing the right thing. Bullshit. Yeah, super annoying because obviously he has a bunch of dad issues. We saw last season. He hates his dad. He's a terrible person. So Grace knew what she was doing. She just wanted to hit a point, like a, a sensitive point and totally did because he just walks out furious. And of course, Ryan is like, where are you going? Mm. Like, come on, don't leave me again. You know, and uh, Butcher just takes everything out. He's like, yeah, you ever think like I don't want to look at you anymore because you took my DECA from me? And uh, Ryan like was trying to hold him back a little bit with his strength. And then you see the eyes glowing. But honestly, Good for Ryan. You know, yeah. he's, he's a young kid, but he honestly kept us cool and was like, I, I, I hate you and just ran away. Um, yeah. So it, it was, you could tell Butcher was doing it on purpose. He didn't actually mean it. He just kind of yeah. wanted to get some separation. Yeah. But still, Butcher, come on, bro. You're going to fuck this kid up mentally. Such an Everybody asshole. keeps deserting him. 
Yeah, and that's not something he's going to ever forgive himself about anyway. He doesn't need yeah. he's going to beat himself up. He doesn't need anyone else twisting the knife, you know? Yeah. And what makes it so much worse is they just had a scene two seconds earlier where, you know, Ryan's like, oh, are you sick? Like, here, have like a, a Trisket or a, a saltine. And like, oh, like Becca used to do that. And he was like, yeah, Becca yeah. Used to, my mom used to do it for me, too. And um, he's like, oh, I hated him. Oh, I hated him, too. They were just bonding. And all of a sudden, he just flips the switch and is like, dude. I hate you, Ryan. Also, interestingly, in that scene, he could hear that his heartbeat was fast and that his blood smelled a little funny. So he's on to the fact that he took the yeah. V24. So cool. So cool. So cool. Yeah. Such a burden. Such yeah. a burden to have those yeah. powers. I mean, in Supergirl, there's a whole episode when she's younger that you she like wears glasses. So her vision isn't so crazy all the time. She has like certain yeah. things she does so she doesn't have to hear everything all at once kind of crazy oh god everything everywhere all at once everything everywhere all at once everything bagel great movie (laughs) amazing so the next scene is another deep scene (laughs) it's this messed up dinner scene with homelander feeding everybody seafood for deep cassandra and ashley and number one i just want to point out how disgusting seafood is objectively and how people go about eating it like i i hate seafood personally i worked with it for many many years yeah (laughs) um i think it's just smelly overpriced chicken um (laughs) and that's where i stand but seeing them like dramatically slurp the oysters it's disgusting and imagine being the deep having an emotional connection to these animals he just like couldn't take it at all this is just homelander playing his classic horrible mind games yeah Yeah. i mean they did it on purpose to make it look disgusting so he was like losing it slowly losing his mind because ashley was like like so funny it was so funny but slurping the oysters and everything I knew, but when they brought out the the thing covered, I was like, "It's the octopus." Didn't know it was gonna have a a, a boy name, but very funny. <laughs> I uh, I didn't know. I I thought it was obviously gonna be seafood, but I was like, "Not the octopus, not still alive." Yeah, um, and it, it makes it so much worse because the deep is literally saying, "Like, please, like he's pleading for his life. He's like praying. he has kids." <laughs> yeah, as, he's as, as it's in his mouth and inking, he goes, "It's praying." But yeah, this is totally exactly what you said. Homelander just knocking everybody else down a peg to show that he is the top dog. He's in charge. And he's like, the deep, eat fucking Timothy. <laughs> yeah. And this is the text that Cassandra sends that I'm alluding to. And she gives him the little eyebrows like, eat the fucking octopus for Homelander, dude. Do it for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the while, Homelander is still just reveling in his recent uptick in ratings. He's like, oh, the people loved me for speaking my truth. I should have been doing this all along. All the things I could have done, all the things I'll be able to do now that I know people just want the real me. And it, he's just losing it. Um Next scene is kind of wrapping up the whole Frenchie storyline when him and Kimiko get the talk. And I was talking about it earlier, how Kimiko's like, oh, I was with Butcher without you all day while you were dealing with little Nina. I don't know why you work for the guy. And he's like, you work for him, too. She's like, only because you do Frenchie like you're my guy. I'm doing whatever you do. Uh, And she's like, why don't we just run away to Marseille? And he doesn't have a good reason why not. He's like, oh, if only it were so easy. Why isn't it that easy, Frenchie? I, yeah, I love them. I I like hope they kiss and like get together. But at the same time, they have such like a 
yeah, almost sibling sibling esque relationship that like it's it's fine if they don't. Um, it, it's all over the place, but I just these two are like the pairing of them are one of my favorite pairs in the show. Yep. I also love how Frenchie calls Butcher Monsieur uh, Chocouter, which is just Mr. Butcher in French. But That's like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And then Moncourt, of course. Is that what charcuterie comes from? Just a bunch. I of assume so. Yeah. 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 Oh, learn something new. Yeah. Thanks, is this the puking France. scene? <laughs> no, actually. So butcher. <laughs> Butcher comes in. Frenchie tells him that oh, I was dealing with a little Nina all day. Yes. The next scene is the throw up scene. Please take us there. No. Yeah. Just do it. Please do it. Please do it. I don't it. really have it. I just I just like loved it. I was like, this is amazing because Huey just gets shit on constantly. Basically, Butcher is like, I think Butcher's expecting Huey to be like, yeah. yell at him for the Ryan stuff. And then call me. Yeah. He was like, call me the monster that I am. Like, it's fine. And then Huey, Huey just being the good guy. He was like, yeah. dude, I get it. You know, baby gloves are off. Yep. Gotta do what you gotta uh, do. And then bleh. so so he, I was loved- about, he was about to go in on such a heartfelt heart to heart with know. him, like a yep. genuine revelation and connection with Butcher. If there's anything I've learned, he says, like the others don't get it. Only me yeah. and you really understand. Bleh. Dude, I, so perfect. <laughs> I I liked it. I thought it was funny, but there's a whole nother part of me that I'm like, oh come on! Like that was such a good moment, a heartfelt connection yeah, between the yeah. two after they've been so mean to each other. Like why ruin it with like vomit humor? But at the same time, it's, you know, it's typical of the boys. That's classic. So they're not going to change who they are. I assume they have to um, make Huey get puked on, blood splatter body parts on him every episode he said he didn't want any last season meaning he needs it every single episode which is check 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 so far yep i'm pretty sure he also had his arm broken this episode (laughs) like clean in half yep so perfect um the scene that i skipped because for a brief moment my notes weren't in order i i don't even know how that could have happened but uh butcher comes in to see frenchie and frenchie's like yeah i was dealing with little nina and he's like well get her on the horn to set up a meeting because we're going to russia presumably to hunt down this soldier boy lead because we think his body's in russia So to wrap up this episode, we have a scene with Supersonic and Starlight where Supersonic comes into the trailer and says, hey, I really wanted to back out of American uh, Hero. But when push came to shove, I told the producers how ecstatic I was to accept their offer to join the seven. And then he's like, but it wasn't because of all the hours I put in. It was because when I was at my lowest, everybody gave up on me except for you, Starlight. So I'm not going to leave you alone with Homelander like this. Like I, you need someone to watch back in vault tower for her sake. I hope he's genuine. And for her sake, I I don't know if you went to Homelander, told him, told Homelander the whole deal. And Homelander was like, all right, spy for me now. Yeah. Like, let me know what Starlight's doing or if he's genuine. He's like 50, 50 for me right now. Yep. (sighs) Yeah. We are, we are all like very healthily skeptical of him. I think. Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. But um, that takes us to the final 
or the finale episode of American Hero, where they announced the newest members of the seven. Um, and they have the three, you know, lined up. And the first member is Supersonic. And, you know, License to Drive is playing in the back. Actually, it was one of his other songs, wasn't it, Paul? I think it was License to Drive. Okay, it might have awesome. been License to Drive, which is a bop, confirmed bop. Um, he accepts it. Yeah, whatever. And then, surprise, surprise, the seventh and final member of the seven will be The Deep. You can't put a price on experience, ladies. Sorry. Loved it. The Deep was just <laughs> way in the background with his back facing. And then the homelander goes The Deep and he yeah. snaps around. <laughs> oh, that was it, nice. It so was ridiculous. Ready. It's ridiculous what he did in that scene. And you nailed it, Paul. That was great. It was um, he runs up, shakes his hand. Good to be back. It's funny because like supersonic said the thing about like all the racism and stuff and the first thing homelander does is start speaking spanish to him like in the <laughs> in the scene and the, the guy's just like okay dude what? like he knows Already? he's scared yeah right <laughs> and um so now we have uh just i guess homelander's just closing it out right like what what makes him say oh okay he's, so they're yes. talking about the old flame the old it's, flame and he's like you better not you better stay away honestly he, know what's even more messed up is that he's not saying it to supersonic about the old flame he's saying it to the deep about like oh, keep yes. your hands off oh my god <laughs> which Fuck. is like the fact that he just glosses over it so like lightly <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous like pause off deep she's my girl now um and honestly i was not expecting him yeah. to force that to happen in this episode so that that in and of itself was like a shock for me that like my jaw was on the floor like oh no he's not gonna make him date now insane so, like huey got his arm broken and we were impressed starlight impresses this is a huge move by starlight a power move one that she probably wants to die and throw up about but like the first take goes and her face is pure shock, right? They couldn't put that on TV. So they say, run it back, run it back. And and they kind of shoot her like she can't hear, or see anything like she's in her own head. And when it comes out, she's like, OK, take it, take it from the top. They start yeah. from Homelander's line. Yeah. And she just looks at him and smooches him right on the face. Yeah. Like, you better stop. She is just leaning into it, and it's mm -hmm. absolutely absurd. Like, if I was Homelander, I would be, like, a little suspicious all of a sudden. Like, all right, like, what are you doing? This is crazy. But I could see him just being blinded by, like, dude, fucking ratings, co-captaincy, like, all about it. Let's get those numbers up. Yeah. And we end the episode the same way we started with Starlight clenching that fist. Fight yeah. through the pain, baby girl. Fight through the pain. Hashtag it's Homelight. Oh my god, hashtag home light. How could we forget about that? Had Not to say it twice. Light. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that so was good. good. We'll do that on the second take as well. Yeah. I oh, great loved app. it. What a what a what a way to end the episode. Crazy cliffhanger. Like everybody is stepping it up a notch. They're Starlight Huey. Uh, all the rest of the boys. Like it is so good. I love it. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. If I had to guess what's gonna be the beginning of you know, episode four, it's going to be Starlight, like install puking because it's going to be right after the kiss. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think she's she's going to be uh, leaning into it. And I think their numbers are going to go like astronomical. 
I hope we have another meeting of the full seven, the new look seven back at Vault Tower at their seven table. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it's the new look, but like six of the seven are the same as the old look because they're back. (laughs) Deep A Train, Mave, Homelander, Starlight, Noir, Supersonic. Supersonic's the only new person. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He's the new translucent. Yeah. yeah, no Mave this episode. Disappointing. Disappointing for me. Also, no Newman this episode, too. No Newman. No Newman. Correct. Newman. Huh. Seinfeld <laughs> fans? No? No, sorry. I mean, yeah. I've seen a bunch, but not Whatever. all the way through. But anyway, amazing episode. At the end of next episode, we'll have a, um, what do we call it? A kill? A kill list? Death what do we- Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> a kill. Who do we want to kill? A kill list, a death pool. So we'll each just call it out who we think will be dead by the end of the season. Cool. Hell yeah. yeah. Jinx. Hell yeah, brother. I don't even know. I don't have many theories. I already said my one good theory, and I think it's a great theory, if I may. But yeah, I agree. I think (laughs) the boys are going to go to Russia or at least shake down little Nina. I'm excited to see Butcher talk to little Nina because those are just two alphas going at it. Um. Yeah. Anything else to uh just tie a nice little bow on this episode here? Nope. Take us home. No? All it. right. That is episode three of season three of the boys, and we're gonna be covering this thing all season long, episode to episode. After this three episode dump that Amazon does, we're gonna just be doing it one episode per week which I'm looking forward to. But as always, if you like what you heard, give Binge Town TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Visit us on BingetownTV.com and subscribe to our show on Spotify, YouTube, the Apple Podcast app, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Our Patreon is also up and running, so if you want to support the pod, that's a great way to do so. And that can also be found on our website at BingetownTV.com. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 